everybody. Welcome back to the Dog Bureau podcast. My name is Michael. Uh, I am out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I own a dog company named Custom Canine Companion and Custom Canine Protection. Uh, we specialize in pet obedience, uh, protection dogs, working dogs, any age, any size, any breed, you name it, we do it. Um, in today's episode, we wanted to kind of recap on what last week's episode was, uh, which was kind of soul searching. Okay, you want a new dog, but let's backpedal a little bit and kind of analyze what our living situation is, all that kind of stuff to kind of see if, okay, are we truly ready for a new puppy? Uh, but before we do that, uh, let's kind of go into like a, um, it's not breaking news, obviously, because we're here a few weeks past, uh, but some working dog news in the, or, or some news in the working dog world, which has kind of been over talked about at this point, uh, but I haven't truly gotten to kind of give my opinion and not that my opinion truly matters. Uh, but sometimes it's nice to just kind of talk it out. Um, so recently, I think about a week and a half, two weeks ago, I'd say there was a video circulating on some forums, on some Facebook groups, uh, about a dog trainer out of Houston who, um, well, yeah, anyway, so there's a dog trainer in Houston, and there were some uh, pretty bad allegations about. Um, and so I kind of like didn't brush it off, but I kind of wasn't sure uh, what was going on. I couldn't find an actual link or a video until like maybe an hour later. Um, and I clicked on the video, and uh, that was probably the first time that I can remember that, I mean, I had chills. I physically felt nauseous and I almost cried um, if I didn't a little bit already. It was probably one of the worst abuses of power I've ever seen in my life, especially with a dog. It was just absolutely unacceptable. Um, and, and I don't even think that's a powerful enough word. It was disgusting I definitely encourage you not to look it up, okay? But this is going to reiterate why it's so important to do your research with dogs, okay? And do your research with, I mean, dog trainers, excuse me. Um, because clearly in this video, and I'll give you a quick breakdown. Well, this dog was um, in prey. I, they were working on some bite work. It looked like they were working on some targeting or, or whatever on a wedge or, or a pillow. And the dog got a little bit dirty, um, was kind of a little bit mouthy on the pillow. I think again, I wasn't too focused on the dynamics of what was going on. I just kind of saw the, the aftermath or the, the, correction. And so this gentleman, well, and excuse me, gentleman is not the correct word. Okay. Excuse me. This, um, not even human. Uh, this, this, uh, gosh, I'm trying to watch my language. Cause I know that there may be some kids listening to this, but this POS, um, and, and I'm okay with saying that, um, lifted this dog up by the leash over his shoulder. So like, imagine like somebody swinging an ax, right? Like, so that he had that leash back over and he lifted him up and over and swung him and slammed him into the ground. Uh, from my understanding, he shattered a femur, uh, it, or broke a leg really either, either neither here nor there. The dog is okay. Um, from my understanding as well, which is 
a blessing and amazing. And hopefully that that dog is not traumatized from working. And hopefully we're not uh, having issues with with trust and confidence issues, um, as as you may expect. But regardless, it happened. Um, he overnight went out of business. Um, he shut his his Facebook page down, his Instagram down, and went MIA, um, which is a good thing. Now the working dog world totally came together, which is awesome, and made sure that everybody knew about this guy. Uh, but to backpedal a little bit, um, there is no way. And, and what's so scary to me is that. If he did that so easily, and there was no emotion coming out of him, I mean, it was there was no emotion coming out of him. This clearly had to be a method or some type of method leading up to this that he practiced in his training methods and and probably utilized in training many a dogs. He claimed and boasted that he had celebrity clients. Uh, all this craziness. I mean, he had a looked like a successful business going. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I know I'm kind of all over the place right now with it because I'm trying to find the right words. I, I've tried to explain it to my wife and to, uh, some of our employees and still, I mean, to this day, like, even though it's been a week and a half, two weeks, like I still can't fathom that this actually happened. I mean, we know that there's dirt bags out there that, that train dogs and sometimes it's out of sight, out of mind, but. Yeah, with that, with that being said, it's just absolutely disgusting. With that correction, right, we, we you know, here at Custom Canine, we're balanced trainers. Um, you know, some dogs, we can we definitely utilize corrections, uh, but that was not a correction. There was no purpose. There was no science behind that correction. It was pure anger, and it was cold-hearted, and it was insane. So, again... Do your research when you're looking for a board and train. Um, you know, all bias aside, you can always reach out to us. We're not going to try to sell you our business. Obviously, it is a business, and and you know, we would love your business here. But I can definitely help point you in the right direction, help you ask the right questions. Because uh, obviously, even here, uh, a company I used to work for, um, that's neither here nor there, and we'll get get on that down the road. Um, but uh, there's there's trainers out there that you just need to watch out for. Ask every question. I don't care if it's annoying, if it sounds redundant, if it sounds silly. Ask the hard questions because that's going to matter. It's your dog. And that dog's going to be with you for 15 years. Even if you're investing a $5,000 board and train or a $3,000 board and train, just because they boast that and claim that they've got this huge following and that they're, you know, got all this and that does not mean that they're qualified to work your dog. Um, so there's that. So anyways, well, let's move on to our topic uh, of this podcast, meaning follow up with the soul searching and kind of take it to that next step. Let's talk about our living situation a little bit more. So we talked about soul searching. Are you ready for a new puppy? Things to kind of look for. Um, <clears throat> again, to, to reiterate, um, you know, we just want to make sure that you analyze every part of your life that, that this dog is going to be experiencing, right? Because I, I, and I'm one of those people that, you know, I see something I want, I can find every excuse to make that work and find every reason why I think it's going to be the best thing for my life. Um, uh, but, but you have to almost take a step back and, and wait for that honeymoon period to die down so that way you can truly unbiased analyze 
that situation and that dog. Because remember, it's not like buying a new car. It's not like renting a new apartment or buying the latest stuff. This dog is a living being that's going to require a lot. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about living situation. Uh, I'm going to read a little bit of of the notes and then we'll kind of get into, you know, my crazy discussion on that. Uh, So the question is going to play an important role in our decision. Right. Although it may not determine whether or not we can own a dog, though it could be an indicator as to whether we should own a dog. And we're talking about a living situation. Certain breeds, temperaments, and other factors should play a role in making your decision based upon your current living situation. Once we get to the training, we will discuss training in all living situation. Okay, so I've been in your shoes before. You're over the moon about getting a new dog or new puppy. You've already convinced yourself that no matter what you are getting a new dog, you know exactly what breed you're getting and all is good with the world. Now, let me interject. Sometimes when I first got my my first dog, I, I did not do the proper research, okay? Um, and, and I'll explain that down the road. But some of you may not know what breed you want, and that's okay. But I would definitely narrow it down. If you go to the shelter and you find a rescue... Okay, write down what kind of breeds are those and do your research. What do they think it is? Uh, unfortunately, sometimes a lot of rescues um, will leave out some of the, the bully breeds or the pit bulls and in, in dogs in their description because it helps them get adopted out quicker. So keep that in mind. Um, but anyways, um, you never gone through this process before, but how hard can it be, right? Well, while you're busy making impulse decisions in your life, or in your head, you're not even considering how your current living situation plays a role into your life or your future dog's life. First, let's take a look at where you currently live. Are you in an apartment or in a home? Do you rent or do you own? Those two questions are vital to your decision. So let's start by looking at apartment living. An apartment can be fairly broad in the sense of space and flexibility for living. So what comes with living in an apartment? Well, to start, You are going to have lots of neighbors that are wandering around the hallways and greenways, not to mention the combination of every tenant's work schedule is surely going to create a commotion on a consistent basis. So when we take a look at this and factor in owning a dog, what do we see? Personally, I think I can make things a trainer um, or, you know, find a good support system to help you with that. Uh, Now on the other spectrum, sometimes constant noise can be your friend. I've noticed some dogs tend to stay quiet, behaved when they believe something or somebody is present. Now, that's not always a good thing because then your dog relies on you being there, um, which can then also help create a little bit of separation anxiety. Um... You know, maybe it keeps them on their paws, waiting until somebody comes in to open the door, or maybe it just calms them down, thinking that their owners are present. Either way, there's no foolproof, foolproof method to determine whether or not your dog will stay calm or be curious in this scenario. I mainly just wanted to put that into your brains as something to consider. Another tough apartment conundrum would be the potty training, obviously, like we just talked about. From personal experience, I would never get a puppy again if I lived in an apartment. Think about it. Our puppies have tiny bladders and are still developing those bladder muscles. So as a result, we must take them out on a super frequent basis until the big we begin to understand or they begin to understand consistency and build up those tiny muscles. Think about humans. They wear diaper or not humans, babies and toddlers. They wear diapers for a long period of time. Um... So living in an apartment makes frequent potty breaks extremely annoying and difficult. I promise you, there will be several times where you may just not be feeling your best and decide, oh, the puppy can wait another hour. Well, no, it can't. Now it's it's not the end of the world, but remember, they can't 
physically hold it and they rely on us to make sure their needs are met. Okay, so here's something to put in your brains. It is not on your dog if they have an accident at this stage. It is on you. These are all faults that we've created and we're allowing our puppy to make those mistakes. So it's on you and not your puppy. Don't stick your dog's nose in it. Don't yell at them. They don't understand what that is. Okay, the best way when we're doing that potty training is is to interrupt them, constant potty breaks. I typically don't reward potty breaks because it's something they're always going to do unless we're super struggling with the potty break. Uh, But again, that's a a topic for another discussion. Um, So for this episode, let's just kind of dwell on that in in the apartment. Um, And and I want you guys to think about, is, is this truly the best option? Okay, so I want you guys to think about that. Um, and next episode, we're going to try to put out here in a few few days. Um, but I apologize about the delay. Tennessee, if any of you guys know, is crazy. We never get any consistent seasons. One day it's 70, next day it's snowing. So we've had snows back-to-back three days. Um but anyways, we'll, we'll be back in a couple days. We'll talk about some house living. Uh, we're going to start including a news section. We're going to start including some funny, funny type stuff. And hopefully as we build up a little bit of a following, we'll start to have some people on the podcast uh, that we can kind of pick their brains about. So anyways, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, follow us on TikTok at Custom Canine Companion. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram with the same handle at Custom Canine Companion. Uh, you can shoot us an email custom canine companion at gmail.com or visit our website www.customcaninecompanion.com all right guys we'll see you next time